great future. We're talking real money. If you have money, if you don't have money, if you want money, if you don't know what to do with your money, if somebody's trying to tell you to do something with your money that might make them money, in other words, if it has something to do with money, it's something that we desperately want to talk about with you here on the Talking Real Money Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us, particularly those of you in some town in China I can't pronounce. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. Turns out our third most, <laughs> the third most downloads of Talking Real Money come from, can you pronounce it? I couldn't. I tried at the staff meeting today, and I said, <laughs> I think the second part is Zhangji. So, but the Zhangji, first part, I, it's, I couldn't it's, do. I it's know. just oh. south of Inner Mongolia. We're, we're huge in Mongolia, as you know. So, I guess here's the thing. When I looked at that, I thought, <laughs> we must translate to Mandarin really well. Or uh, my jokes are good in many languages. That was the other thing I thought. Maybe no, 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 no. Here's no? the simple uh, fact is that the jokes are so simple that they translate into any language. There is no difficulty. Bad uh, dad jokes cross bad dad all jokes borders. Tra- <laughs> of course. There are bad dads in every country in the world. That's good point. Good point. I'm bad dad Don. That's bad dad Tom. And you're out there being bad dads or moms wherever you are. We're glad you're there. A couple of children, maybe. And to mm. all of you children out there, cheesecake. There we go. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Today, today on today's exciting episode, there is... A huge, oh, and, and this is enough to make me want to cry, Tom. There is a huge wealth transfer getting ready to take place in America, and it's money coming from dying baby boomers. When I read that, I thought, wait, <laughs> we just became like old enough to retire. Now we're dying already. We're it's dead. kind of a sad moment. Oh, um, golly. Yeah. Because so they say it was there's nice talking with all of you. So thank you for <laughs> We're being keep there. Keep your recordings. You're good. Uh, they they said they say that family wealth uh, by 2022 in America had reached 140 trillion dollars, which sounds like a whole lot when you think about 140 trillion. Inflation. Um, yeah, 84 <laughs> trillion ex- is expected to be passed down from older. They call us older Americans to millennial and Gen X heirs. Through the years 2045. So let's see, that's 20 years. I'm hoping I got another 20, but we'll see. Um, 16 trillion within the next decade, within like now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a couple, yeah. couple of us are going to go earlier than 20 yeah, years. Yeah. So we already, already had some of those. My, my kids um, are chomping at the bit. <laughs> they're ready to move <laughs> right on over. So this is an interesting thing. And, and as for those of you who've listened to the show and the podcast for a time, you know that the number one question we get universally mm-hmm. is I, I just got it? this money. What do I do with it now? And it's not always from a death in the family, but it, you know, sometimes there's other windfalls, but it generally is, aha, I got this money. Now, what do I do with it? I got to figure things out. And Grandpa, um, thank you for dying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and somebody else just called me by the way, mad at me for saying it's okay to die and leave uh, pre-tax money to your kids and let them pay the tax. I was like, Okay, get mad at me for saying everything should be a Roth IRA before you die. I'm like, really? Anyway, so. Hmm. Uh, so the who question knew, on. Who knew we could touch a nerve? I, I know what, that kind of thing. You know, you, you think politics, religion, you could like <laughs> yeah. touch nerves that really offend people. But money talk? Come on. 
How offensive yep. can we be? Let's try to be uh, more well, offensive, shall we? Let's see what we can do. That's my goal. So this, the question at hand then becomes, okay, so you may or may not be coming into money. And if you are, well, God bless you. Um, or you may come into it in some other fashion. This isn't just have to do, as, as I say, with uh, an inheritance. But what do you do with a windfall? Money comes in. Well, what that's what they keep asking us. Yeah, they do. This is number one. And um, I kind of break it. I'm going to go a little more specifics, but I kind of put it in three buckets, if you will. Number one, automatically is um, pay off any debt that is over 5%. That is I think a that's good a no-brainer. Rule, Thomas. That's I think it's just a, that's just, no, that's a no-brainer. Because that's, um, that's a guaranteed return on your money. Yeah. Guaranteed. And yet and yet I see people all the time that have savings but still have credit card debt. All the time. That makes no I sense. Think, why are you paying whatever I don't even know what are the credit oh, card the rates? The credit today? credit <laughs> cards are credit cards running 15 to 25. Wow. I mean even at 15 what a bite. Um so number I think that's number 1. Number 2 is yeah, I know this is fun. Save. <laughs> Okay. You know, put some of it aside to keep. You mean, is that, future, okay, that could be like, like one retirement of the or whatever things, it is. Like save. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. they know they're supposed to save. They All want right. to know okay. where to save okay. it. All right. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. But number three is another one that people overlook. And I do advise it is you should do something fun with it. There should be some part of it that like, well, are we going to say this publicly? Don's going to Europe this summer. I mean, you should do something with your money. In your case, just glad you're still doing it while you're alive. So before you become one of the baby boomers that passes on the $84 Could happen any minute. Could be on that <laughs> flight to Europe. Um, so those are the three. But let's just break this down a little bit. Number one, when, when you're going through uh, this sort of situation with an inheritance, one of the mistakes I see is people don't pay attention to the type of accounts they're getting. They don't understand that there's different treatment for individual retirement accounts, Roth accounts, post-tax accounts, brokerage things, because the way they're going to be taxed in the future and the way they have to be withdrawn are completely different, right? So with an inherited IRA today, you have to take the money out within 10 years and pay tax on it. And yet I see people all the time say, I'll take grandpa's inherited IRA or his IRA Instead of the brokerage account, you got to figure out the taxation there. It's totally, completely different situation to get one rather than the other. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Okay. And so, you have more? so you need to know the rules. You got to know the rules. Um, okay. Here's another one that I see a big mistake. And I know this is hard. Um, I've tried to do a better job with it in my family because it wasn't done that great in the previous generation. And that is have conversations about whatever may be left to others. There was an issue with the generation prior to ours. You just didn't talk about money, period. I, in my family, it was because we have never, ever had any. So there was just no <laughs> just point. The conversation is limited. There was, <laughs> there was no money. There were yeah. no inheritances. You go back almost as many generations in my family as you want, you will not find an inheritance. So there was no need to discuss it. But I noticed in my wife's family, it was her dad, and that was, you know, he he had a plan and he wasn't telling you. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know if it was a great depression thing or just sort of, you don't talk about money cause it's gauche, impolite, whatever yeah, it's it is. Gauche. It's, you just don't do it. Uh, but here's the thing, because one of the things I'm a- actually proudest of in my family is when my mother passed away, my father had passed away earlier. There was no argument over the money. 
four kids. It all worked out. No one ever got mad. And I, and every day we see here, people end up, they end up breaking up their family because you got this and I got something different from mom and dad. Horrible. I got to tell you, Horrible. in my family, in my family, four kids, same thing, four kids, not a single argument either. None, you know, not one. <laughs> they had to wrestle over anything, huh? Yeah. What about we the just couch, all knew there was not going to be a red cent to wrestle over. <laughs> well, it does make things. I am actually going to be easier. like the first one in a while to have at least a little bit of wealth that I might pass on. So yeah, yeah, I'm feeling well, better. Your daughter about was just talking now, to me you. about that because she wants to put it all in crypto, and I told her absolutely. Sure, yeah. Why not? make some yeah. money. Uh, and by the way, if you want to know more about crypto, read the article in Bloomberg this week, because about people that lost money in crypto, they didn't just lose money. They lost how they feel about themselves, how other feel about this pretty interesting piece. About we should do that on the weekend. All the, oh man, it's, oh, it's hard to read. Uh, so those are the kind of the big, again, because what you want to do is you want to treat this as a one-time only event, which it most of the time, hopefully is, but you want to do it right at that moment. Because I see people again, they have emotion like, oh, I got this money. I got to go do something. I got to buy a Rivian. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's why I say something well, fun, save and pay so off. So basically, debt. basically you, it's two things. It's say it's and save money and spend money. Basically yeah, the two and things. Know you the do rules, money, and, and, and know, know the rules. And know the rules. Know the rules no around rules, taxation because no I see but people here, make big mistakes. This is the sticking point and the the one that leads to the most questions. It's not, I inherited this money and what should I do with it? It's not that broad. It's more specific. I inherited this money and where should I put it? Because when people call us, it's generally about the saving. It's not about the spending yeah. or the debt payoff. It's where shall I put it? And so that causes the save branch of your uh, logic tree to uh, branch out in a whole bunch of ways. Where What's the starting point on that tree? Is the starting point, hi, Tom and Don, where should I put my money today? Or you got to have the plan, right? Is that what you're asking me for? Yes, that's what I was asking. Okay. I was hoping it I wasn't on your right. list. The plan wasn't there. I know because you tell me not to say that every time. You have to have no, a no, plan. No, no, no. We can say have a plan. We can say have a plan. It's okay. You write this it's okay. Down for it's just if you say, like, you got to go find a fiduciary advisor. I, gosh, I wish I could help you more with that. I really do. Yeah, it, it, right. I, I, this is the thing that, that really it keeps me up sometimes. I'm going, there's got to be a better way to find a 100% fiduciary advisor who's going to do a good job and not charge too much. But the reality is there isn't. There just and isn't. And you made a great point on, I think it was your podcast last week, talking about how it would be nice if the CFP board made every CFP 100% fiduciary. That would make, we'd go find a CFP, but they don't. But the problem that. with that is, is my guess is that, and this is a guess CFP board, show me the facts if I'm wrong, because I'd love to see the real numbers, but I'm sure you don't share them. Um, how many CFPs are duly registered? My guess is it's the majority. Oh, for sure. My guess is if they said all CFPs have to be a fiduciary 100% of the time, that they would probably lose 75 or 80% of their membership. Just like that. Now, do you think any organization is going to say, hey, stop paying us dues because we'd rather not take money than take it from you? Yeah. No, they're not going to do it. In today's world, 
Never happens. That would be like the National Education Association, the NEA, the teachers union saying, oh, annuities, they're terrible for you. We're going to stop selling an annuity to you. We're going to tell teachers that annuities are bad. No, they're not going to do that. Because they get uh, big bucks. Because they make a lot to. of money. If people make yeah. a lot of money, it, and this is the most important thing about money, the, the most important thing about money to understand. What's in it for the person talking to you about it? You got to know their motivation. Absolutely. Yeah. 110%. Yep. Yeah. You bet. So, okay. But just I have to digressed the from the topic. Yeah. No, go ahead. just to finish the thought, because what you're asking me is to say something I don't know, because what I don't know is your situation. I don't know your plan. I don't know where you are in your life. If I knew those things, I could tell you just go buy X, Y, and Z, which would be diversified, low cost and tax efficient. I do know those, mm -hmm. but I couldn't mm -hmm. tell you. And we get this all the time on the, the call in radio show. Hi, I've got this money now. What do I do? And the answer that Don correctly says is it depends because truly it does depend. And honestly, I mean, it's not that we're trying to be flippant or rude or disrespectful. Um, it, it is that it, it's that complicated really in a way. It's not just a simple answer. And anyone who gives simple answers, which is why I hate it when I do it. I hate it when I do it, but I do it sometimes and I go, oh, see, that was a bad answer. It, it It's that giving you a quick answer is to disrespect you. Giving you a quick answer is to blow you off, really. It's just to, to get you up because there's no, there is no simple answer, but everybody seems to want one. So any questions? Digging myself a no. hole here. Well, and one more. No, you're not. And one more. Anybody who says this is absolutely what's going to happen, I don't buy into that either. Because, again, I heard today, taxes are going up after the sunset you heard expires it again? in whatever it is, the end of 25. Like, well, yeah, I heard it again today. Jeez. Uh, leaving it there, uh, because I argue every time, like, you don't know that. All right. Uh, speaking of questions, how about this one from Robert in Aberdeen, Washington? Well, that's close Question. to you. Yeah, yeah, it is. How do you ensure that your clients are not invested in morally deficient funds? Example, funds that include prison for profit, big pharma, Walmart, dollar stores? Do you advise clients to profit from things that hurt them? Why do you need my info to answer a logical question? <laughs> and then they wrote, okay. geez, Don. Okay, I was okay with the first part. I mean, I got that one. The second geez, one is, Don, come on. We, we, we ask for your, your email address and your name so that if we need to get in touch with you, we'll get in touch with you. We don't bother anybody. We've we don't put you on a mailing once. list. We don't do anything. We've never done it. Uh, and, and by the way, if you want to remain totally anonymous, just call 855-935-TALK and leave your question. We have no idea who you are, none whatsoever. So, But if you're anyway. calling from near Mongolia, please use English, not uh, Mandarin. Well, I can't speak Mandarin. So okay. uh, on to the first question, the important yes. one, and that is Morally how deficient. do you know when you're investing that you're not investing in things that here's the problem, sir, your moral deficiency may not be your neighbor's moral deficiency, ah, nor really? my moral deficiency. And that is the problem with the whole concept of ESG investing, environmental, social and governance, good governance mm -hmm. investing. Who decides that, on the rules? Yeah. Yeah. 
Who decides which is good and which is bad? And the perfect example in all of that, the, you laid it out perfectly. The best example you gave of good and bad, depends on how you look at it, is pharma. Pharmaceutical companies have been responsible for saving and improving million, tens of millions, hundreds well, of millions of lives. Look at the last couple of years. Look how quickly they came up with the COVID vaccine and how quickly it was distributed. Say what you like, but big picture, that was fairly remarkable. So My wife is on a drug that did not exist 10 years ago for a disease that no one knew about 10 years ago. And now, thanks to Big Pharma, there is an, even though it's off-label, there is a treatment for the disease that she has that allows her to function like a normal person. To me, thank God for Big Pharma. Now, does Big Pharma do bad things? Yeah. But the problem with your logic and your way of thinking about this is if you invested it in you always invest you only invested in companies that always did good all the time there would probably be no companies to invest in yeah cuz not every company's perfect 100% of the time they make mistakes no i mean apple they make brilliant products they try sure. to make them environmentally sensitive and yet they've had all kinds of labor issues and you know th things that you could gripe about apple you could gripe about microsoft you could gripe about gm you could gripe about exxon of course I mean, where do you draw the line? Where is the line drawn? I think the marketplace does a darn good job eventually of, of shaking out the really bad players, like Purdue Pharma, for example. They were a horribly bad player. Didn't care, putting out the pills, killing people, and making big money. But you're Literally. not investing yeah. in Purdue Pharma right now. No, uh, it'd be hard to, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, is that it? You're done? I think so. Is there something okay, I missed? You. I thought. Well, I thought you were going to throw Ron DeSantis in there. So I was no, actually, I, I did though find something really interesting. We were at the, my oh, wife no. was at the doctor's office. No. We spent no. a lot of time at the doctor. No, this is yeah. very. I, this is really really interesting. And the the women Debbie was going. You know, you should get Advent Health as a benefit to pay for some of your tolls because there are a lot of tolls in Central Florida. And they went. Well, we've got this new toll rebate, and we're going. What? There's a toll rebate. We don't drive a lot because I don't leave this room. There's there's no road in this room. They do slide your meals in under the door. They slide the meals under the door. It turns out if you if you go through more than 35 toll booths in a month. In a month. In Florida, in a month. Yeah. They send you back. A, they send you a rebate for half of the tolls. And it, so but they're it's encouraging only you to drive more? It's only from January 1st to December 31st, 2023. And Debbie looks at me and she goes, I bet DeSantis came up with that. <laughs> and I went and looked. DeSantis came up with that. It's, it's like paying people to vote for you or something. That's kind of an odd thing. Okay. I know. Uh, I got political again. The governor of Florida behind. This comes from <laughs> J.R. who writes us in Lexington, oh, he's from North Dallas. Carolina. Lexington, oh. North Carolina. All right. Wrong. Let me say that again. Lexington, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. He says, I have an account with VTTHX, which That's is the, the Vanguard 2035 Vanguard target, target date. Target date fund. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thinking of switching to VTWA wax. VTWAX, you mean? <laughs> AX. You added a lot of extra plane. letters to that. Well, I was thinking of the plane there. That's all. Uh, the, the Vanguard AWACS. Total um, World Stock Index yeah. Fund. What do you think? I'm like, well, no, those are like that, way different. 
Yeah, that's okay. So one has, let's see, the, 20, 35, probably has 60% in well, stocks and 40% in bonds, my guess. The other is completely in stocks. It's, it's a global what, what's stock the, What portfolio. was the Vanguard one again? VTTHX. VTTHX. I want to pull that up. VTTHX. So, I mean, that's not a comparable, JR, because one is a balanced approach. The other one is completely in stock. So you wouldn't want to switch one for the other unless you said, hey, I'm going to take a lot more risk now and I want to be globally diversified. There's no way I would compare the two otherwise at all. Yeah, the uh, it's about a 70-30 uh, in the 2035. So it's, yeah, it's 30% fixed, uh, 41% U.S., 28% non-U.S. That's a pretty good mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is It is dead center. It's like large cap blend. Of course it is, yeah. Um, and it, it actually owns the Vanguard Total Stock Index Funds. The U.S. and the we international, like, so you already like own the approach. Yeah, you already sure. own them. Yeah. So the only reason you'd change would it would be if you wanted to increase your right. your level of of risk in the portfolio and, and hopefully return. Yeah. Yeah, and the, but the nice thing about what you're doing is that it's that whole concept of the as you age, you want to be on this glide path toward a more conservative portfolio. So generally, yeah, generally, as you retire, you don't want to be taking more risk. You want to be taking less. Generally. Not always, yeah, but generally. Less. So, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. All right. But well, that was, that was about, fascinating. Are you worried about the debt ceiling battle? Mm, I'm not trying to think. I'm trying not to think about it. Concerned about a possible recession, fluctuating interest rates in a volatile stock market? Oh, wait. These aren't questions for me. These are just questions. Are, are they, For are everybody out there? About? Okay. Everybody out there. Yeah. Are well, you guys worried you about are, those things? Raise if your hands. If you are. No. Yes. Okay. If you are, you aren't. Don and I are going to be doing a class together in just a few days. And we don't if you do are, you aren't what? Worried about the debt ceiling battle. Concerned about a possible recession. Fluctuating interest rates. And volatile stock market. Even if you're not worried about any of those things. Which then we If aren't. you're not worried about any of those things, don't come to our class. No. You should... <laughs> You should still come to the class. Let me tell you why. So it's if darn I good. Want, if I want to worry about things, I shouldn't no. come to the class. You two stay here. No, there's nothing. <laughs> it's just, there's not, there's, no, no. It, these, the, the class is good. And so I should learn. go to You're the class and it will make me worry about things. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm done. Thank you. Lunchtime. I'm out. No, I just want. Class. I just right. want I just, to sing. <laughs> I just want to sing. Can I just mention when it is and what time? There's no argument there, right? May I sing I it? <laughs> it's May twenty fourth. Thank you, twenty twenty three at nine a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And you can register right now. Right now. Right now. At talkingrealmoney.com. And it's going to be a great, Talking all kidding aside, there's some new com. stuff in here. We're, we're joking around, but this, you've done some new stuff. It's good. So even if you've heard he, from us, and here's he the thing. Does. Somebody called the show on Saturday and said, well, how long am I going to be at work? It's going to be less than an hour. Boom. Yes, less than Nine an hour. to like 9 to 45. We'll take questions after that. But we already sold out all the seats in our office that we're doing, but the online version can take more. So join us. Keep calm and retire strong, baby. May 24th. Do it. Gen- generally speaking, the the capacity for online, if we really wanted to just go wild, it could be infinite. 
I didn't know. I thought we had a cap at like a thousand. Well, but we could pay more money Ah, and get a bigger cap. So if we wanted to go crazy, we could buy more space. Uh, it really, the limit, the only limit is the, is the global bandwidth. So you guys in China sign right up. (laughs) They're going to come looking for you. Wait, you're listening to a Tom and Don thing where you're throwing you away. As long Uh, as it's not the Chinese secret police or something, I'm good with whoever it is. No joking. Keep calm and retire strong. Uh, May 24th. This is the last class we're going to do for a long time. So join us live and in person. It'll be fun. Probably till next fall. Yeah, guess. which is a long time in my life. Yeah, because we have retire meet in February. Yeah. It's not a long time. And what, what do you mean it's a long time in your life? You're know, old, like almost it. as old as me. You know for know. a fact I know. that the Days time does this. It, yeah, does, I know. it does that. It's I like, know. I know. Debbie was talking to a friend who she swore just got married, a friend's daughter, just got married la- uh, uh, just a week or two ago. They're celebrating their an- their one-year anniversary. She went, well, you just got married. It? How's that happen? Honey, welcome to old age. Older thing. Yeah. It's an older thing. So register for the class, send us questions and keep on listening. How's that? Yeah. You can send us questions at talkingrealmoney.com where we will ask you for some information, or you can totally be anonymous and call 855-935-TALK. And remember, you can call 855-935-TALK on Saturday afternoons from three until five Eastern time or nine to noon, nine to noon, noon. Noon to two noon to Pacific nine? time, noon to whatever, uh, and we we answer questions live on Saturdays at eight five five nine three five talk. If you call, we are going to get your social security number before we put you on the air, All and three required. credit card numbers with Ooh. the uh, CVV codes. Well, so just be prepared to give us all of that. Limit. Yeah, you got to have a decent limit. If you yeah. don't have at 10, least a twenty thousand dollar, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we don't want to we don't want to steal your account information. What good would it do? You got $500 limit. We're not going to bother. If you, if you're, if you don't have a high limit, do not bother calling us ever. Where did this all come from? (laughs) What did you do? How did you get us off on this bizarre tangent? I think I've finally reached the end here. It's been a pleasure, my friend. All right. Um, Well, you know, it's working out. It's working out the way our contract works. If we just want to call it a day, we we can just give this whole stupid venture up. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. But for now, we're just going to hang out in our little rooms, deliriously talking real money. If you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?